1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Please subscribe and review if you can. Dan Bayliss is here. Hello, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Hello. From his new flat. Uh, Are you enjoying that life, Jack? You've moved out of the parents' caravan now, things are looking up. I know. I did it two months before my 30th birthday. Life is good. Oh. <laughs> uh, does it look like a crackdown yet? It is a shithole, so I'm not going to lie, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but it's mainly just cardboard boxes. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Um, well, we, what we'll do is um, start with some obviously sad news that came out today out of Argentina. Um, Diego Maradona dying at the age of 60 years old. Hopefully find some peace now in the hands of God. Uh, Harry, one of the world's greatest ever players. And I think the one good thing to come out of a situation like this, if there is one, is that you do get to see sort of like on Twitter all of his best bits and him warming up for matches. And I think... You know, he is just a sub- was a sublime talent, wasn't he? Yeah, he's definitely he's got to be 
he's in the top five best players of all time, isn't he? One hundred percent. You always get shown videos of him as a kid. Obviously, the hand of God's a big one, but his goal, the other goal in that game, was iconic, wasn't it? So, I think one of the funniest videos I saw though earlier was that one. I think he's playing for Napoli when he's like kicking off, and there's like a massive brawl, and he's fly kicking everyone. I like that side of him as well. <laughs> uh, Bayliss, I, I guess you're the same. Uh, huge in the eighties, just like your politics. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a great for all the controversy one of the greatest footballers of all time. Obviously, Colombia's most popular Argentinian, um, which might have sort of uh, helped his demise a little bit, which is quite sad for, for the absolute genius. It seems to be a thing, isn't it? The, the absolute geniuses always tend to have a trait of... Uh, I don't know what you call it, a bit of a black mark against right, them. Flawed, flawed genius, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it? but he really was a great... Some of the stuff he did was iconic. It's just sad that in the minds of English people, it's, it's a negative against us. Um, but he was truly a great... And I think it's 15 years since George Best died, Jack, and you probably put him in the same category as George Best. And do, do you think he is the best ever? The category of being absolute records? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, said that, they said that George Best, George Best could put it in from any angle. And he played football. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what really? was it? What was it? What was his line that was that uh, he, he spent his money on booze and women and squandered the rest? Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Some um, some great videos. Go and check it out. I mean, did you see him when he, I think he was um, practicing for the World Cup in '86? And it's literally him just in a field in Argentina with some cones. And obviously, we all know what happened um, after that. So maybe that's uh, where they, the England team need to start training right, rather than all these uh, flash parks uh, just go and do it in a field what we'll do is we'll turn our attentions though to the Premier League uh, Harry the biggest shock of the day was a change of formation which we just weren't expecting and, and for the first time ever four at the back yeah and it turns out it wasn't Hitler in sweeper like we said last week it wasn't, so. no it wasn't Hitler no <laughs> nah yeah honestly <laughs> when I saw the team sheet come out the graphic from the official Wolves we thought Dendonka was going to be there didn't we and I thought okay fair enough but when the game got going and I realised Dendonka was midfield and we had four at the back I was shocked because I, I could never see Nuno doing it and fair play to him because we've criticised him saying he needs a plan B or he needs to try and change it so I was happy he did it yes we looked shaky at times with four at the back we did but we had 20 shots in the whole game so we had I think that's the most shots we've had in God knows how long so it kind of worked but also defensively it was a bit shaky wasn't it but I'm glad he did it Bayless it's just typical isn't it I mean Theo Walcott hasn't scored a goal for Southampton since 2006 what a poor record he's got for them it, uh, and he come and plays good. us and, and <laughs> scores <laughs> very good great stat great stat <laughs> thank you um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd have been close to meltdown if it wasn't for the last 20 minutes. Mm. I like that we had more shots, but it still felt at times like I don't know where we're going to score from. Even though we did have, we had great chances. I think their keeper made three, if not four, very, very high quality saves. Um, but on the whole, it just still didn't feel right, didn't look right. There was some, there's still a lack of something coming out of Wolves. It's, it's not, it doesn't fill me with warmth and joy at the end of a game. Or whilst watching it, I don't think, oh, we're going to get one now. We're going to get one now mm. until those sort of last 15 minutes where we did turn it on a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm just not convinced. And I maybe it's the maybe it's the whole thing watching it at home. You don't actually watch the whole... You don't actually watch a game how you want to. You're watching what the TV shows you. Um, yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I just still can't feel it. I still don't think we're good enough. Jack, in terms of the game itself, I mean, we, we saw parts of Kilman's game where maybe his inexperience came into it but he made some great tackles in there as well yeah it was it was also weird the way that they the, that uh, sort of Kilman played on the right and body played on the left and then they changed it at half time which I think must be down to originally Nuno didn't want to play eight Nori and Kilman 
together on the same side. Um, I'm guessing because they've got very little experience between the pair of them, really. But um, I was I didn't like the formation as a whole. I'm not singling out any any individual really from from the defence, but there were just gaps there which don't usually appear. And I'm guessing obviously that's because of the extra man that's usually there and Cody filling in those spaces. Um, I didn't like the formation that much to be honest. Granted, we apparently created a few shots, but I thought we were pretty poor to be honest. And again, we're not very clinical. We're not a very clinical side. You know that we have to have twice as many shots on target to be able to actually score a goal compared to other teams. But yeah, I didn't really like the formation and I didn't really like the performance up until probably Neto came on. I think he came on and changed the game really. And then we looked good, but we looked good for the last 15, 20 minutes out of the match. And it's just not good enough. Again, the performance wasn't, wasn't the finished article and, um, Maybe we're getting too. Maybe I'm getting a bit too carried away because we were playing a team that's you know right at the top of the league and started really well. But that game, particularly judging on the last last few minutes, I mean they were time wasting for a point at the end. Mm. So that goes to show that we had the players there to beat them and the talent on the pitch to beat them, but just didn't take the opportunity. And it's a bit just disappointing. Uh, Harry, the most shots on target since we've been promoted to the Premier League, which I think says it all. Jack mentioned a lack of clinical finishing. What's happened to Jimenez? God, he didn't turn up, did he, till he hit the post for the Neto's goal. Um, he didn't get much service, which, like you say, 20 shots. But he, I agree with Jack, it didn't feel like that, did he? Especially first half. Yes, we had that Dendonka chance and that header from Pedence, that's about it. A few good saves from McCarthy, but Southampton... He did make some good yeah, saves, Yeah, he fair. did, and obviously yeah, Walcott yeah. and the, I think Armstrong put one just wide. So first off, we could have been 1-0 down, or we could have been like 1-1, but it felt like we weren't committing enough bodies forward. And when we did... We weren't using the ball right. Like, Jimenez hardly got a look in until we went 1-0 down. And he took his header well, didn't he? Even though it was offside. So, he can do it. But like like Bayless said, if it weren't for the last 15 to 20 minutes, we'd have been sat here like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? But it's so obvious, isn't it? It, it? When Jimenez plays well, when Jimenez scores goals, it's when Wolves attack with pace and get round the back. Because it frees up channels, it frees up gaps of space. And Jimenez does what he does as a natural-born striker. Fills the gaps, gets the ball, puts it in. Great with his head. We haven't done it. We we got round the back once, I think, for watching that game. Maybe in the last 15 minutes, I was a bit jaded because I was focusing on us trying to score more than watching the game. Um, but up until that point, we got round the back once and, and then we created a chance. We just don't do... We don't seem to do the simple things to create good good scoring chances. Starting place for Adama Traore, Jack. Is he starting to believe the paper hype? Because... I mean, on one hand, you're thinking, is he having an impact? But on the second hand, the amount of times he was fouled, how there weren't more cards in that game, I'll never know. The weird thing that I didn't quite get is that the amount of fouls, I know obviously we look look at it with bias towards Wolves, but mm. was it Mariner booked two of ours pretty for the, like their first offence. Yeah. Granted, they weren't the best tackles and there was numerous fouls. Uh, well, Traore was one of them. It was one the first of them one was like six minutes in. Like, six well, minutes in that first and one. And there was a pullback as well, wasn't it? So you think usually that's a yellow card regardless of the minute when, you've, yeah. when you're when you pulling someone back like that. But but he just waved him away. So I wasn't overly convinced with that, but that could just be bias. Um, Traore did all right. He's always a bit of a threat, isn't he? But um, he wasn't overly convincing when you're saying this guy needs to start. But then again, Kind of what Dan said earlier, the commentators, they just they just love him, don't they? And everything he does, yeah. like, oh, that's brilliant from Traore. Love Traore. So you're thinking now, is this actually, what I'm, am I being um, sort of swayed by what I'm hearing rather than what I'm seeing? Because mm. every time he does something good, they're just, they're just wanking over him. Jack, One of the better words, but... I think I found a good comparison for Traore. It, I, it came out whilst we were doing the away perspective, which we'll get to 
shortly for the Arsenal game. He is the Deontay Wilder of footballers. <laughs> he is the bronze bomber of football. Honestly, uh... hear me out. You have to be good for 90 minutes against Traore. He only has to be good for about 12 seconds and you're in and it's a goal. Mm, that's good. Good analogy. Like he, can knock you out. he can knock you out a game very quickly and that's why I like him. I think with Traore, it's a bit like the Neves effect from last year where all the pundits just go off his reputation and just instantly have in their head he's a brilliant. So they're just going to keep saying he's brilliant where if there is a Wolves fan and watched him all the time the last few months, they'll know he's only got one. His last assist was like the end of last year. He hasn't scored since last December. He had that one shot first half that took a massive deflection. But apart from that, he didn't really do too much, did he? He had a go. He he, he was a bit. He created that one when um, he ran down and cut it across and I think Neto had his shot blocked but I can't really think of many more things he did I think he beat the man for the goal though for the goal didn't no he no Pedenz crossed it to Martino Martino put it into Jimenez didn't he the one before when Neto got it blocked was when he created that one wasn't it mm. I think teams have learnt now that if you put two men on him and foul him instantly he can't do much yeah. and if the officials yeah. kind of think he's going to go down easily which we know he probably doesn't really he's one who just down his feet because of his strength yeah. then if it's going to go with their favour, then th- those times where the people double up on him, he's not that effective. But mm. then I suppose those, those times you should be thinking, right, if What's that's happening, the then we need to go down the other side or mm. do something different. But it, it doesn't happen like that. Partly because Traore just will immediately get the ball and try and take someone on. Yeah. That's partly his his fault. I because... think that's fine to do. I think that's fine for him to do, though. It's so when destructive there's two, there's when he does it. But when, not when he gets two his... men on him. He still and... completes a huge amount of his dribbles and, and gets the ball off. He still does it really high percentage amounts of the time I think it's oh. fine and we do switch the ball the ball got out there to Neto especially when he got on I don't think it's we I, don't, all, I think we're overthinking the issue of Traore we all know it'll be the same he'll, he'll go to Liverpool in January we'll say <laughs> oh we'll say we won't miss him he'll score 50 goals in his first 8 games and everyone will be like oh Wolves have let him go <laughs> and we'll look back on the golden generation and thought what could have been yeah. you have to say Jota missed a hell of a lot of chances the other night when he scored and everyone was absolutely sucking but he scored that does oh, give, interesting. but he scored <laughs> give me a little bit of like that fuzzy feeling um, Harry we, we've put off talking about the goal long enough oh, okay. um, mostly because you wouldn't know that we scored one because uh, Neto did not celebrate he came out afterwards in the aftermath last couple of days and said I didn't celebrate because I thought VAR were just going to chalk me off so I just didn't celebrate this is the end of it now this is the end of football we've been waiting for it to happen haven't we that VAR has ruined it for everybody because now players aren't celebrating yeah and you can see why because I mean, he celebrated like a madman, didn't he, last year at Liverpool away, yeah, that Man United yeah, one, and yeah. I don't blame him. I did think when he went in, I was like, but yeah, he doesn't look too happy. I, mean, and then, I, I didn't celebrate either. Yeah, I, it's, I you're just looking, aren't you, straight away to see if VAR yeah. pops up. But, I was like, someone's going to be offside because of yeah, the shot. that's a prime example of why the game's dying. Um, I'm glad he got the goal. I'm glad he was onside. It was quite um, lucky how it got to him, but he still had to put it away. I know it was an open goal, but he could have flew off his shin and gone over, but fair play to him, and I, I totally get why he didn't celebrate. How do you solve a problem like Marcel, Jack? It, it's not in there. For, we were talking about the inexperience of Kilman and Eight Nori on that left-hand side. There's no one really more experienced in that squad than Marcel. Is he just not fit yet? Does he not fancy it in the system, playing as a wing-back? I don't know, Sam, to be honest. I mean, I was quite impressed with him until he got injured. I thought he'd... Yeah, uh, me too. They, if they threw him in straight away, which Nuno never usually does. So that's got to be a sign of his experience in the way that he probably can adapt to the system quite quickly. And he did quite well. I thought he was, he was very good against like Sheffield United to, for, for his first game. Um, so I don't know, but maybe Nuno um, sees the other options as the, the longer term and wants to give them some minutes where he can. Eight Nori, like we say, he's br- brilliant against Palace and just a bit of a passenger and some really, probably just inexperience against against Leicester. 
and you know didn't do too badly didn't do too badly did he really um the other night but uh i don't know really i'm not sure with myself but um maybe just changing the formation and with the uh, says coronavirus thing it was a, a bit of a, a throw together but then i suppose if you can't get in the team when we're starting a, a player who's very young and just had a bad game and we've got another potential centre-back out with coronavirus, then I don't know, really. I was expecting just, to come on at some point, to be honest. Jack, do you, do you think it's just purely fitness? Wolves absolutely pride themselves on the players being in tip-top condition. We hardly have any injuries. And he's turned up from Lyon, where they all have three-hour lunches in France and eat cheese. Smoking 20 a day. <laughs> yeah, been on the gall. Covered been in garlic. Gaulois. Berayard, stitching his stripy top. Yeah. I'm amazed we got, got we got like through the Maradona part without being that racist. <laughs> and then as soon, as soon as someone mentions France, the French it's free game. <laughs> well, I got to free it on the French. Um, but no, a genuine serious point is he just not fit enough for Wolves at the moment? Has he got? Do you think Nuno's saying to him, right, you've got to get yourself up to our levels? And he clearly, you know, he played a game, he took a knock couldn't carry on right so. yeah it's a reason what good is a player that plays 20 minutes and then you have to waste a sub no good point that reminds me of Paul Ince back in the day do you remember that he always used to start the game he'd be, he'd be off before you sat down <laughs> uh, pull, his, pull his hammy um, Jamatinho Harry what do you think of his impact I've got some stats around his game to read out but I just want to know first whether it marries up with what you remember of him I thought it was he, he was good obviously he hasn't been in um, he was pivotal in the equaliser he drove forward made the pass to Jimenez and yeah, he's he's obviously struggled, hasn't he? Of late, he hasn't been in, and I like him. Like when he's on it, he's one of he our was best, the best players. Player on the pitch, I, I, yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, he's contender for the man of the match for me. I thought he had a good game. Seventy-seven touches, eighty-seven percent pass accuracy, three tackles, three key passes, two interceptions. Not a bad day yeah, for a four-year-old. Yeah, I thought he was, was he very, very was good. He playing first half. <laughs> well, yeah, but first half, everyone was poor, <laughs> yeah. weren't they? Really, <laughs> apart from. Well, it's, it's it's a Wolves first half, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's obviously a write-off straight away. A lot of people calling for him to be substituted. He's <laughs> a good second half, like a lot of others. But I think we've got to talk about the elephant, Samido, on the goal. Obviously, he's fallen asleep. Eight Nori was quite weak as well. And I think I, yeah. I was really surprised Kilman was playing because obviously his dad passed away in the week. I was, but yeah. with Sace being off with COVID nineteen, I think he kind of had to. So he. Struggled a bit on that goal and defensively it was woeful because he blocked the first one then they had a second dig it and obviously Samido just didn't even look over his shoulder and Walcott puts it away but all round that first goal defensively if they keep defending like that we've got we've got a lot to worry about if that back four plays again if they defend like that because Walcott straight after as well when he got through and it was 1-0 how he didn't mm. put that away to make it 2 I'll no, never no, know he got yeah, away with that one thankfully it. it was Theo Walcott yeah yeah <laughs> just, that's what, for that goal like Nuri man he's just uh, it wasn't a foul. Nah, was it? I watched it back weak. a few times. And thought, he's looking yeah, for a foul. And if you're looking for a foul and you don't get it, just get up and try and defend because they've got a man over then against basically uh, what's usually a backward five. They've got an extra man straight away. So there's three pe- there's three defenders there because you're lying on the floor looking for a foul that's not going to be given. And stuff like that just annoys me. You can just see that that's where teams are going to target. You know, he's very young, probably naive in some areas, especially in the Premier League. It's a tough place to play your football and he is going to be exposed. And on the other side, we've got absolute dog shit. <laughs> so it's a, just a real struggle at the moment. It was annoying as well because their first cross attempt just hit Kilman, but it didn't go out of play, didn't it? So if that just bounced off him and gone for a corner... But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If, you leave, if you leave your man, if you're within three yards of your man and he has a tap-in at the back post for an mm-hmm. open goal... Yeah. <clears throat> you're a disgrace he was ball watching go and play go and play in the park on a Sunday afternoon when you're allowed to 
It's a shame, really, because Samido, apart from that, had a good game, I thought. It's just apart from yeah, that, it, it was a howler. You can't be doing that. If that was Doherty last year, we'd have given him absolute pelters. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah. end on the positive for the Southampton match. Uh, Harry, start with you. I think you've already mentioned him as a possible man of the match contender. Um, who are you going to go with? Yeah, I'll stick with Matinho, but what I do want to say as well, because we were always really negative lately, which we can't help because it's what we're watching, but at the end of the day against Southampton, a 1-1 draw is a decent point. I know it's disappointing the first half and we could have won it, but sorry, if everyone's listening to this now, we're trying to pull their hair out because we've been a bit negative. It is a good draw against Southampton, but we just want to improve. Yeah, Matinho is my man of the match. Jack? I don't particularly think it's a good draw against Southampton, <laughs> particularly when you look at the... the when we went 1-0 down, mate, I thought we were going to lose, honestly. Yeah, so, that's great, but we shouldn't have gone there. one nil down, should we? We should have taken uh, a chance and kicked on and won that game. But um, what worries me is the fixture list, and it looks tough, doesn't it? Oh, uh, December looks awful, uh, doesn't it? So we need to get some points on the board now, really. But um, a man in the match, Neto, it was rubbish until he came on. Yeah, yeah good show. <laughs> uh, Bayless, tomato, man in the match. Um, yeah, some, there is positives to take. It's just hard watching at the moment. It I think the last bit, 20 yeah, minutes yeah. was a was a lot, lot better. Yeah. Um, but the game opened up massively in the second half, which I think helped us a little bit. And then we could bloody went and conceded. Man the match, Theo Walcott. Sabina. Uh, Alex McCarthy. Oh, yeah, yeah good shout. Southampton keeper. I think, <laughs> yeah, some I think they were world, world-class saves. How does, how does he not get a look-in with England when we got bloody... Well, Jordan Pickford, the world's greatest <laughs> goalkeeper. T-Rex arms. <laughs> God. I mean, to, to be fair, he's probably so crap because he's so sexually frustrated because he just can't reach with his... Um, let's move on to Arsenal Uh, is it away I don't even know is it away yeah it's at the Emirates it's at the Emirates no one can go Um, but Bayliss has your away perspective the away perspective what have our opponents got to say yes so you join me on this week's away perspective with Capital FM producer all round superstar and mate of mine Callum Hyder good evening Mr Bayliss how you going mate well, I was fine till I saw the tash on your face. It's ancient. <laughs> Honestly, if I had kids, I'd have to keep them away. <laughs> Dad said he's going to put put me in front, put me above the fire at Christmas. Keep the kids away. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's certainly something. Um, but yeah, it's very nice. Good to see you, mate. Cheers. Thank you very much, pal. Right, we're going to have a little chat. You are a massive Arsenal fan, season ticket holder, and in the uh, in the theatre of nonsense that is the Emirates Stadium. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I am such a fanatic. I actually decided to move uh, to a, a flat that literally looks over the Emirates Stadium. It's not even, a, it's not even a joke. I moved there in June, and I still haven't seen uh, one game since there. So that's a nightmare. It is a nightmare at the moment. Um, go back onto it. We talked about the COVID restrictions just before we started recording. And uh, is it right that you're not allowed to sing? You're not allowed to cheer. You can't have a drink. So you'll be absolutely fine at the Emirates when you go back, mate. I could see that a mile away. I, you know what? Yes, you're right. Two of those things I uh, we don't do at the Emirates anyway because uh, I think noise pollution. Um, but uh, no, it's yeah. I'm, I was just more sad that you can't drink, but uh, it just means I'll have to have a few more in the pub. Well, that is right. We met you, didn't we, after the one-all draw last year? Me and a couple of the lads uh, off the podcast. It, that was a good little beano. We managed to sneak ourselves in, even though we had colours on. That was quite yeah, good. It, You've got you've got some interesting lads. <laughs> I, I certainly put a few hairs on my chest that night, but you know it was uh, it was. I think that was more enjoyable than the game we we watched. I think it wasn't it was a good one, game, wasn't it? It wasn't a good one. It was not a good one. Uh, right, we're going to talk about Arsenal. 
Give me a rundown about the season's gone so far. It looks pretty tight from looking at results. You tend to either win or lose 1-0, 2-1. There's not a lot in it. So is that what you're noticing as an Arsenal fan? Yeah, you, you really don't know. And I think it's been... We were good at attacking before um, Arteta came in. We, you know, we, we could score goals at Bamiyan, we scoring goals for fun. And we just looked terrible at the back. Uh and now we seem to be looking better. I say better before anyone jumps on me at the back. And we just look hopeless going forward. Um, so it's tricky. It's the, the Leicester game where we lost one, uh, was it 1-0? Um, you could see that coming a mile away. You know, Arsenal potentially getting top spot, you know, can can really do ourselves justice and be flying high. We're definitely going to lose that sort of game. They're, they're the sort of games, I don't know about Wolves, but when we're supposed to win or, oh, that would really help us if we won this one. We don't seem to we don't seem to win, uh, and then it's sort of the same. Yeah, yeah. We we tend to get to position. You can sort of see it about just coming up to half time, just after half time. Ah, oh, it's gonna be one nil to them today, um, yeah. and that's what you're stuck with. But it sounds interesting. You've got some serious firepower up front, though. So it's it's a bit worrying that you aren't scoring goals, is it? Yeah, no, because I think Lacazette has been has been poor this season. I think it's you know it's fair to say we've been playing a Bamian out wide. Um, because we've got Lacazette in the middle. It seems like Lacazette can't play anything other than central forward. But at the moment, he can't even play that. So uh, so we're having that issue. Um, the last game we put a Bamian up top, didn't do anything. You know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't see anything against um, Leeds. Uh, Eddie seems to go to the under-21s and score about 7 million goals. I know he's probably playing Azerbaijan's under-21s and there's probably only four under-21s in Azerbaijan. But, you know, at the same time, He's doing something that he can't seem to be doing at the, at the Arsenal. Um, William, William had an incredible first game of the season against Fulham. I think he assisted two, scored one. Looked, I was like, we've stolen someone from Chelsea for once instead of the other way around. Uh, and he hasn't really done anything since. And um, and Pepe, uh, the poor bloke who's got 72 million price tag, decides to do something stupid and uh, really embarrass himself Um the other night, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's I, I don't really know the exact reason why it's not firing at the moment. It, sh- it should be, shouldn't it, Dan? No, fair enough. So we're going to move on. Talk about your thoughts for the game coming up on Sunday against us lot Wolves. Just tell me what you think of Wolves. What you sort of play, see happening in the game? Do you think Arsenal are going to uh, do us again? I mean, you you beat us pretty convincing the last time out three one, and then it's been a string of tough games. I think we beat you three one at our place and a couple of one all draws mixed in there as well. So. Seems, even though it shouldn't possibly be on paper, we're reasonably evenly matched. Yeah, I think if I think it'd be fair to say that you're, you know, you see Wolves as I see Arsenal at the moment. It's like I don't really know what team's going to turn up. You know, I, on our days we're both very good teams. You know, we've got, you know, great strikers. You know, we've got some great players throughout the, you know, throughout the whole squad. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It, I, <sighs> If I always thought when we played you at your ground, we'd lose every time. You're very much like our Bolton. And not to say you're the same... <laughs> I can't compare of, us to Bolton. No, hey, Bolton were in the Champions League, weren't they? At one point, Ivan Campo and, and Okocha. No, but what I mean was, is the stadium, the, it was it was intimidating. And I think that was one of the only good things about COVID is that you had no fans in the stadium. So that, you know, we could probably do a job at Molyneux. We all said as mates, you know, on the podcast, I'm sure we're going to discuss it when we uh, record that um, sometimes it looks like Wolves aren't, aren't due a goal. Don't know where it's going to come from. Um, what do you think then, from your perspective? Who do you think that Wolves can hurt you other than Traore? I 
pause this for a sec, mate, because I need to. I don't think because you've got all fucking names under the sun here, son. And I, <laughs> I'm not pausing this. I'm going to keep this rolling because it's going to go straight on YouTube unedited. What Arsenal this- fan can't name a another Wolves player out of a team of Portuguese and international superstars. I'll give you a couple. I'll give you some freebies, right? I'll give you yeah. some freebies. Raul Jimenez scores well, goal. Yeah. yeah, Raul Jimenez is that's that's who I was saying. I was saying it was very much like um, Ruben Bamia. Neves from Ruben Neves. Foot like you a traction engine. I want to talk about a player that isn't playing for you anymore. You know, I'm going to go. We're not Cole, doing Cole. the job. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm going to go. Um, I, I just want to say Diego Jota. Yeah, it's um... and I've I've watched him this season and I've gone. Wow, he he definitely used to run things at Wolves, didn't he? No, he didn't run things at Wolves, but he was very good in parts and he's also quiet in parts. And I think the long and short of it is, is when you surround yourself with Salah, Mane, the likes of those players, you need less chances. You're going to get more chances as well. Um, and yeah. I think that's what's happened to Diogo. He's, he is a good player. And when he turned it on for Wolves, he was absolutely exceptional. I think the other thing is, is that the media are obviously showing a lot more of him because it is Liverpool and not Wolves. When he had a great game for Wolves, he'd get 10 seconds on match of the day and that'd be the end of it, not a three-page write-up on BBC Sport on the front page. Um, so that's what it is. That's that's what but, I see of that. So how would you rate Jimenez's his season so far? Because I had him in, in the fantasy team and he and, and he was he was scoring goals. Good. There was a member a good header, I remember. remember but he's, it's a bit hit and miss, is he not? Yeah, he is. But I think he can still do the damage. It's just him getting the ball. We've looked a bit lackadaisical down the wings is what I've seen so far. And I think that's where we caused teams a lot of trouble last year. We also lost track of who's interviewing here, who here, but it's a good conversation about football, so we'll carry on. <laughs> um, this is one when you're working with a producer in radio. I, I, I switch it up every time. It's more about you, not me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think what you're going to see from Wolves, Callum, is a different team to what you've probably seen the last few times you've played us. We don't break as quickly as we used to. We try and keep the ball a little bit more. We try and play a little bit more football, in essence of the word of it. Um, and the chances are slower to create. We'll, try and, we'll be very tight at the back. That's inevitable. Cody's going to come back in. So I think it's going to be difficult for Arsenal to score, especially if and Lacassette, if they're not firing, then Wolves are not a defensive team that you're going to get many freebies from. Um, the one thing I'm going to trouble you for, though, before we wrap this up, is a score prediction, please. Oh, OK. I, I Well, there's big goals. There's going to be goals. Uh, and I am going to go... Oh, I, the problem I have, Dan, and I know you just want an answer, and, and I'm being a politician. I don't know how we're scoring at the moment, so and I want us to win. So the only way we can win is by scoring. <laughs> so that's, that's usually how football works. In all fairness, that, that's how football. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna go for two-one Arsenal. I don't know where we're gonna get two goals, but I think we're gonna go two-one Arsenal, uh, and I think. Jimenez will score, mainly because he's one of the only players I know in the team at the moment for Wolves. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, and I believe Aubameyang uh, will score. And why not? Let's put Danny Ceballos. Let's throw that one in there. You can have that one. Why have I made the decision? I just know. Hopefully this comes back to, to help me out. In the end. Well, I was going to say Uzi, but if I say that and mean it, then he'll definitely will score. So uh... what you've got from this is I'm a passionate Arsenal fan. I know my Arsenal, but in terms of football in general, I don't really care about most other teams. I like Wolves. I, I think they've got decent fans. I've met some of them, as I said. Very interesting, some of them. Uh, <laughs> and I will, when we can all get back to normal, be going to modern you with you. Yeah, you're uh, more than welcome. Us. You are more than welcome. We'll show you the sights of Wolverhampton, mate. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> for that. that has been producer Callum from Capital FM giving us the away perspective this week on the 77 Club. 
Back to Sam in the studio. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So there we go, uh, Russell Brand on the away perspective there. Well done for getting hold of him, Dan. Uh, a little bit of a love-in for you there. Did you enjoy doing the away perspective? It was very fun. He's a crafty cockney geezer. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, obviously, nice insight into we Arsenal. You can't let him get away uh, with not knowing any Wolves players. It's a bit atrocious, isn't it, really? But it's, it's like we said before, though, with the commentators. You know, if they're only ever going to play Traore, it's only all you're ever going to know. Period, isn't it? You know, don't not watching every yeah, week. And, and to be fair, if the, if the neutral was watching that the other night, you'd have switched off and put Nigella on at halftime. So uh, it has to be said, it's one of those things. Um, but Harry, making any changes? You said you didn't like the formation for at the back. Yeah, I think Cody will be straight back in. Um, obviously, he was sat in the stands against Southampton. He's got to be fit enough, surely. You know what I mean? He's fit as a fiddle. So I think he will come back in. Just because of what we mentioned, it was a bit shaky at the back. Um, we're away from home. I know we keep saying it doesn't matter, but still, Nuno, when we go away to a so-called bigger team, I know Arsenal are not exactly putting up any trees this season, he will want that solid foundation of the five at the back and try and hit them on the counter, I should imagine. So it'd be interesting to see if he starts a Dharma again, because obviously Neto come on and scored. We might see Neto start instead of Pedence. So yeah, back to the old three-four-three, I guess, or whichever way you want to call it, five-two-three, and Cody will be back in. And if Marcel's fit, he might be in for eight Nori. But apart from that, and the Neto change, I think that's what we'll be seeing. Go over live to our wing back correspondent Dan Bayless. Dan, how are the wing backs looking? Very, very poor. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very poor. I've been doing my analysis throughout uh, post Southampton game. I would love to see Marcel come in if he's fit enough. Um, for Samedo, obviously. And Oops. then Aitnori <laughs> keeps his spot, give the young kid a go. No. Would you say um, would you say Johnny on crutches is better than Samedo? <laughs> Me on crutches is better than bloody Samedo. <laughs> is your moustache better than Samedo? Oh, there's nothing wrong with this moustache. Um, Are you going to keep it? Can we just call out the elephant in the room that um, Bayliss evidently drank a bottle of wine on Monday night and was in uh, control of our <laughs> oh, Facebook yeah. page oh. and called out called out Nason Samido at like half time for being the worst Wolves player since Frankowski since Thomas Frankowski which is weird because they're completely one's a striker didn't score the other is a right wing back who didn't score so it's weird yeah. for the start but they're both got very a few bad negative comments oh yeah we lost a few followers for that because Cheers, it's ridiculous yeah. um, <laughs> it's awful I'm sorry, you can't do that. If you if you're worth thirty million quid, you can't leave a bloke like he did. It's just so. <laughs> he's bad. not going to get dropped against he's Arsenal. A, There's no chance. He's not going to get dropped. Clearly, and eight Nori should. If Marcel's fit enough, eight Nori should make way and get a little bit more experience under I, his belt. I, considering just thinking about it as a whole, am I the only think Samayo's done quite yeah, well? Yeah, Jack, I'm with you, mate. Right? It's just it's no, just this weird right? agenda Bayliss has got against him. It's just. It's not an agenda. <laughs> Harry, look, watch the watch the goal. Just watch what yeah, happened. But, Yes, he made a mistake. A Everybody makes mistakes, mate. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody yeah, makes mistakes. Right. Three a game, we love him. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know. But he's, he did pretty well in that game, apart from that mistake. He's had a good few games before that. I mean, didn't he get in the Team of the Month award for the Premier League vote? Something like that. So, you know, he can't be doing too, too bad. But Bailey seems to think he's incapable of bloody running, never mind being a footballer. So, no, I don't he's know. stronger going back. I'm, I'm, I'm still confident in what I'm saying. Defensively, he's... He's pretty strong. What? But then you he just called him out abs- for being like. Yeah, you've got to let me finish. And then, as an absolute stinker, just literally gifts them a goal on a plate. Didn't even attempt to put a tackle in. Got caught in mega no man's land, which he's done quite a few times. Ain't Nori was and weak as well on the other side. Going, to be fair. Yeah, so he was. So he was. But we're talking about mm. Tomato. 
going forward, he <laughs> just doesn't have it. He just doesn't did, have any ability. Did you see his shot first half? He nearly rattled one bottom corner when it deflected yeah, out any, to Dendonka. If a ball if a ball comes out to you at 25, 30 yards and you've got a clear open shot, then yes, have a shot. Great, but it didn't go in. It was a fairly did, comfortable save for the team. It was a great strike. It, it, it was a good down. strike. Qu- question for you. If somebody right now offered you a straight swap back for Matt Doherty, no questions asked, just swapping back and Doherty's back in, would you take it, yes or no? I know the Tottenham fans are moaning like hell about him, but I'd have him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see, I see he, gets down, he got down the line. He, create, he created chances he's for He's better going forward, obviously, but I think he's defensively better than, than Doherty. And given how poor we've been defensively. What I will say is, <clears throat> I don't think Samido and Traore work together well on the right. I like how you leaned in there. Harry. Yeah. It's like it's a secret. Just because I don't really want to give Bailey some ammunition to say I agree with him. So, <laughs> no, but I do think they struggle down the right. I feel like they're getting each other's way. Traore and Samido. So, we've got to try and sort that out. But what I will say is the, the second, uh, the last 20 minutes against Southampton, didn't we have, we had Neto, Pedence, Adama and Raul on, didn't we? Yeah, I was going to say, do you think against like, will we do Arsenal, that? there's a, there's a, a <laughs> formation that you can play all four? So I mean, as long as it creates chances, I'm happy to do well, anything. Well, it should create chances. It might ship goals in the press. Yeah, so Neto replaced Martinho. So he was like basically in the number 10, wasn't he? Behind them all. Mm. I don't know. Just, just talking about getting in people's way then. Wasn't there a moment, I think it was eight Nori, where he was like completely waiting at the top of the box and getting in Neves' way and there was two of them and he then he got a bollocking for it. Mm. Yeah, and rightly so, because you know what he's doing on the end yeah. of the box. Yeah. Like, I do think half the issue is as well is that I agree with what Harry says about the Samedo Traore thing. When they both get forward, they both want to cut inside. The only only once that Samedo went down the line, it actually created a decent chance. And I don't know why. Whether he might even be being told not to do it, I don't know. Obviously, but it seems when you give and go on those one twos and break the break the game line and get crosses in from the byline, that's how I personally and I think we all want to watch Wolves attack and play football. But Semedo especially doesn't want to do that. He wants the ball nice and safe out wide. If he can beat a man, he might try it, but it will never be down the line. And then he'll come back in safe or go back and play safe. He's a very safe, or attempts to be a very, very safe footballer. And I think on a when we're struggling to score goals, that's really difficult to watch. Mm. Well, what do you think of um, Neves as captain, Harry? I didn't mind it. I didn't really think too much of it, to be honest. Um, I, I, can't, I, won't, I didn't mind it being him with Cody being out, and then I think it went to Bolly, didn't it, when he went off? But Neves is, you know, he, he leads by example, doesn't he? Well, tries to. Um, I didn't really mind it. Who else could it have gone to, do you think? Maybe Matinho? He got subbed really well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Subbed like a boss. Yeah, like who, who else would you give it to? Matinho, maybe? <laughs> Score prediction, Jack. I really don't know, Sam. This is a difficult one. It's one of these where, like... You just think in the back of your mind, fucking Villa went there and won three nil. So, so <laughs> definitely going to be one one or one nil Arsenal here. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go with one one because it starts to score there and it lately. Uh, Dan, I'm completely in the same opinion. You, especially with Arsenal, it completely depends which two teams turn up. Mm. If good Arsenal and crap Wolves turn up, it's three nil Arsenal. If crap Arsenal and good Wolves turn up, it's three nil Wolves. Three nil Arsenal. So nil 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 <laughs> nil, nil, nil draw. Nil nil draw. <laughs> I'm going to go with a nil-nil draw. And Harry? Um, well, it's two teams that are struggling to score at the moment, so I'm going to go low. I'm going to say 1-0 Wolves. Be positive. Ooh, and I'll, of course, go 2-1 Wolves. Uh, we'll catch up now with uh, Bayless. Get the ba- latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm George Lukomi. You are listening to the Wolves 7-7 Club. Hello, betting fans. Um, 
slim pickings because obviously the specials aren't up yet because we're at the Sunday night game. Yes. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Quarter past seven. Outrageous. Nothing better than a Sunday night get together. Oh, yeah. I suppose at least it doesn't, it doesn't ruin my weekend, but just ruins my Monday. <laughs> um, Sam, your prediction of a 2 1 Wolves Pedro Neto to score first 66 to 1. Oh. Ari said to me before Wolves 1 0. Jao Matinho to get the goal. I quite like this. 155 to 1. Free kick, mate. Free kick, top bins. What? What? What is he going to do? Short, score from a short corner? <laughs> is he going to score from the, going to score from the subs? He'll <laughs> be starting, mate. Don't you worry. He'll be starting. So I might have a quid or two on that. And then, as always, the most ridiculous bet of the week. Nelson Smedo to score first. Wolves to draw. One all. 260 to I'd one. I'd love it if that never happened. Never going I, to happen. I'd just love it. I'd love it if we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got to put a quid on Smedo and I'd just love it if it came in. I've I'll put it on. I'll do it now whilst I'm sat here. One pound. Jack has your ticket news, of which we do actually have some, don't we, Jack? Sort of. Sort (gasps) of. Very, very, very specific. But I'm sure you've all seen the announcement that um, fans will soon be allowed back into stadiums depending on the uh, tier they're in. Well, we did say we'll all end in tears. (laughs) So that sounds like good news. The bad news is only 4,000 people. Mm. The uh, second part of bad news is no alcohol. The third part, it wasn't Wolverhampton completely screwed by it anyway, so we're not getting back in anytime soon. Yeah, tier (laughs) three, basically nobody goes in. Tier two, you're allowed 2,000 in uh, tier one, uh, 4,000. So... But to be honest, I was listening to it, and I listened to a bit of Sky Sports yesterday, and they were saying that you know you might not be able to chant, you won't be able to drink anything, oh. you have to be socially distanced, oh, you're going to have to be staggered off. going into the ground, you've got to be staggered coming out of the ground. I just thought bollocks to it. What's the point? Mm-hmm. It's not okay. football, is it? It's not like you know. I don't. I don't want to go and watch it two meters apart from everybody else without enjoying a beer. And I bet they'll still charge you twenty eight quid. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes. I, I, I know that Simon Job was on Talk Sport this week talking about it should be on percentages of ground. I don't really know why it isn't because, you know, you could have Yeovil Town, which holds 5,000, allowed 4,000 in, and you could have Old Trafford, which holds 75,000. No, I don't think it is. 4, it is on. In. It is partly on percentage of capacity. It's some some percent. It's like 50% of your capacity or 2,000, whichever is the lower number. Either right. way. So we could have like 15,000 in. No, no, or whichever is the lower number. So the most we could have is 4,000, but if you have a small ground, it will be less. Yeah, than yeah. Yes, correct. Well, so if you are the 4,000 at Yeovil Town, I'm assuming. Then you could have 2,000. I'm assuming, like, obviously, we've got like 20 odd thousand season ticket holders. Would they just do it as like a ballot system and they randomly pick season ticket holders to go in out of the 4,000? Must be. I mean, we did those bubble things, didn't we? We sent off yeah. who we go to the game with. So I guess they've been yeah. looking at those numbers and going, so, oh, how can we get those in? So realistically, us locks obviously we go together. There's we're probably only going to get well if depending on the tier we'll have in, but we might get one or two games before the end of the season. So it's not going to be like we have to do this every week, but it's just going to be. But then I, you I, argue I'd about who gets and, Burnley at home and who gets the Albion game. I'd rather just. Well, hopefully you're playing cricket when it's the Albion game. <laughs> we'll get kicked out though, because what if we start like jumping up and down and that? They just say get out because you're too loud. What a load yeah, they can't of... Touch Imagine pretending like the people in the South That's Bank. That's true, yeah. They've got a telly to get out from two metres on. I don't know. Say if they put like 500 in the South Bank at the 4,000, you've got all like the nutters in there going mad singing and that. 
They ain't going to just sit there quiet, are they? It's not going to work. It's going to be like... Yeah, that'll be the big news when that happens. It'd be like, we're on Sky Sports News, fans handcuffed going out to Southbank for being too noisy. Yeah, of all the things that Southbank have done, I want to go back for the first time and have to see, sit like five seats away from you. Five seats away from I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Chris, I mate Chris with his top off swinging it round. They'd be like, get out. <laughs> oh, just what, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I think it's all hinging on vaccines. I think, moment, uh, honestly, but... oh, like you said, Jack, on WhatsApp, like, I think I'd just rather go to the pub you like I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Get the lockdown lifted, watch it at the pub instead. Yeah, I mean, when I say pub, we... I mean when I say pub, I mean your front room. Okay, well, what we'll do is we'll leave it there for this week, and we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Goodbye, everyone. Jack Williams. Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, it's too early for Christmas. Like, has, has anyone here got their tree up? No, no. no. Are you going to no, have mate, a tree? Wait, I, I don't even have, you're a gonna have a little crack den. Air bed at the moment. Crack so. den Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas mattress on the floor uh, and it's a good bye, goodbye from Dan Bayliss goodbye Wolves fans and it's a goodbye from you. the 77 Club the Wolves podcast for the gold and black army Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.